0: Is this show done or not? I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I think it is. But I'm back for the show that's done. Or maybe it's not. Here we go. LIW American Horse Story Review. Hello, citizens! I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this show. I'm Phoenix West, that guy that doesn't know what the fuck he's doing with this show. This LIW American Horse to Review, episode 35. Finally back to do 802, the morning after. you think i do it the next day after I did episode 1. But instead I waited from December 14th of 2018 until uh, May 11th of 2019. That's like 6 months, 5 months, something like that. I can't do math. That is a long time. And I'll be honest, I've been working on other projects, and right now I'm kind of in the uh, uh, end game, if you will, if you get my Marvel reference, which I assume if you're human you've seen Marvel Endgame. Basically I'm in that mode right now where I'm killing off all my old shows. So the podcast podcast is no more. We did 50 episodes, we're done. The LAW Walking Dead review, I'm going to finish up a couple seasons of that. I think I'm behind on Fear the Walking Dead a season, I'm behind on The Walking Dead a season. I'm going to slowly finish that off. I'm not in a hurry. I don't care. I'm not in a rush. And I never will be. It's never been my bag with that show. Always been behind. I'm finishing up uh, Westworld Review with season two. I might do season three. I just don't enjoy reviewing that show because I like the show so much that I don't want to make fun of it. It's just kind of, a, kind of a strange one for me. This one, though, is ripe for the plucking because it's American Horror Story where it's a good mix of I either hate it or I love it. And it's either way, it's fun to make fun of. It's a good show. This is a good season. I, last night, I went back and I uh, read through my notes. Because I, like I said in the 801 episode, I've watched every episode. But holy shit, that was, that was five months ago. So I remember the season because it's fairly memorable. I like the season. And I went back today, or last night rather, at like from, from uh, 11.45 at night until about 1.15 in the morning. And I fast-forwarded through the episodes while reading my notes just to catch up. So I'm not 100%... But I'm like 85, and I, I'm secure enough to run forward with that. I'm just going to start running, start booking it. And I will say, uh, character names. I had a problem with the episode 801. I'm sure as shit going to have a problem this time, especially because every character, every actress plays five different characters in this show, for the most part. I still want to say Billy Lord. Go ahead and call me. Give me, a, give me, shoot me an email. What's what's what's, what's going to hurt? What's it going to hurt? Come on, just go, go go anyway. So so let's let's focus on the show. Um, uh, I'm gonna be try to be super creepy about that if possible. I'm serious though. Go ahead and go ahead and shoot me an email. So characters, I don't know the characters' names. This this episode begins. Uh, the 801 ended with the the song switching to the morning after, and it cuts forward like four or five months. So that maybe this is fitting that I'm doing this episode this this late. There is a uh, the fucking super boring white guy. I don't know his name. Maybe it's Timothy. Uh, he fucks. Uh, or they start to make out. Emily, she's the the mocha girl. The, the, remember, I thought it was like a eugenics experiment. I just I just went back and listened to my first episode. So I, I, I they start to fuck, kind of. And you could tell they're going to, but then there's like a bunch of like a snake attack during the possible sex. And I'm like, I thought sex is forbidden because they walk in on them. She's wearing like lingerie. He's fully dressed. I get it, but they're clearly on the bed, about ready to. You just walked in beforehand. He's like fucking rock hard. And Kathy Bates and the big fucking giant lumberjack woman come in. They chop up the snakes and they're like, "Ah, I must have stayed in here. I don't see any radioactivity. Let's go ahead and check them out, though." And then cuts to fucking snake dinner where they're all sitting there eating snake and they're like, "Oh, gross!" And I'm like, "Motherfucker, if I'm starving, I will eat the shit out of a snake. I will eat it raw. I don't give a shit." Are you seriously gonna like? They make everyone in this in this everyone in American Horror Story is either. They're all like pretend badass or they're like obnoxious, annoying as fuck, and they they focus on petty shit. And this is the petty shit part here, because they're all super rich elite assholes, and we all know who they are, right? This is a super left show, so. But the uh, they they have dinner. Who fucking cares? I'm like at this point, I'm like this season looks like it should be called the cult more than last season did. Last season was very good. I like last season more. The last season was focused, had a story, had a one-off episode, which they didn't need. And I'm not even going to get into it because I, went, I talked about it during the review. But this season, uh, it's a, I think this season might be a little more focused because I had so many different plot lines they had to keep up with. So they didn't really stray away too much. And I will say kudos on your reserve to not stray so far, which you do every fucking season. So they, they answer my wish there. But it feels more like a cult than the actual cult season. Cult season was about a cult, technically, but this feels more like a cult, if that makes any sense at all. I don't think it does, but that's just how I feel. I feel like this should be a continuation of the cult. Uh, at this point, uh, we had we had a Langdon show up, a fucking Vampire Lestat. He showed up. He's from the Cooperative, and he does a power move because <laughs> he walks in, and he's going to talk to everybody in the group, and uh, Viviana Vedeman is standing at the... Uh, the fireplace, and she's like overlooking the because she's the over overseer from Fallout, and she's just sitting there watching everybody have dinner or sit there waiting. I forget what the fuck they're doing. Who cares? But then Vampire Lestat walks up to her and like inches away from her face, like to on her profile and just stares at her until so she's like, uh, "Okay, you can have the fireplace." Stat stands, go for it. And he's like, "Power moves her out of the fireplace role." It's fucking weird. He, he's like, he a power move for fireplace dominance is very very. Strange, to say the least, and I was like, "What's so powerful about the goddamn fireplace?" What are we doing? Uh, they start talking about how like he's going to interview them one at a time to figure out who can go to the cooperative because they they lost. Uh, I'm so glad I rewatched this last night because I don't remember any of this. And this is not my notes. And he starts talking about how like the other outposts in the country are, are been overrun. I think by the what the fuck what they called like the snaggletooth beasts or whatever the fuck they are. I think it's the mutants outside. They said this is the last one. So outside of the cooperative, they're the only last people in the world, essentially. And fucking, uh, what's her goddamn name? I cannot think of her name in this. Oh, God. I'm looking up the character list right here. Leslie Grossman's character, Coco. She's like, what is this, the Hunger Games? And I'm like, ah, there we go. Uh, yeah, we're going to reference something. It's, 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 everyone has so many references. But they're gonna, he's going to interview them to figure out who's the best candidate to go to the cooperative. And... Lestat holds up a huge pile of, like, vial of poison. And he's like, well, for those of you who stay behind, you'll slowly die out. Don't worry, if the mutants get in here, just swallow this. You go to sleep and never wake up. And I'm like, that sounds delightful, actually. I could use some of that. Some eternal sleep, R&R. That sounds delightful. First person up in the interview that we actually see the full interview with is Evan Peters. He... uh I don't know what the fuck this note means. Uh, my note is seems like God, Oh, okay. <laughs> so my my note was uh, because I thought you know, I think apocalypse. I think like uh you know people ascending to the heavens for uh you know uh, what's it called? Yep, there's a word for it. Why can't I think of the name of it? There's an entire Nick Cage movie about it and Kurt Cameron movie about it and a book series. Uh, Armageddon. But what's the uh, what's it called when they float away? they've been they've been taken. I want to go ahead and go with that. But it seems like God left them all behind, all the gays behind. He just left them all and they're all in this world now. So I'm like is all the everyone that's left is gay. And and it's not and I don't mean it sound like snarky or anything, but it's like it's very weird. And I and kudos to Ryan Murphy for giving gay actors a a fucking TV show. I really fucking mean that. But it's just strange that every, like all but two guys, even the straight guys in the show are playing gay guys and it's like uh, there's So many gay guys in the show. It's like why? Why? I just don't. I really just don't understand in the premise of the show why that makes sense. And I, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess it really doesn't matter. It's just something I noticed, and it's kind of hard not to because I thought the entire premise of this thing was they're going here to breed. Turns out that's not true. So that got washed away, and instead I'm just going, okay, well, it doesn't matter anymore because I, I it drove me insane because I'm like, why are they a bunch of like who puts a bunch of gay guys in a room to have them breed? Like there's like two women here and they're, they're one guy's mom and he's gay. And it, it's just a little weird. But then it became clear that they are not there for breeding during the Evan Peters test. Cause he, he starts to be like, are you, I just want to know, are you gay? I'm getting a real vibe. We're a hit off you. I think he says, and then he's like, no, and then he walks away. And then, um, <laughs> I was like, oh, Oh, sorry. I meant to say, uh, Evan Peters is like, I, he tries to, tries to act like he's a really good good person and everything, but he's like, basically, Vampire Lestat is like, you think I want good people? Fuck you. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's going on. It's not about breeding at all. Okay. And at that point, the, the gay thing didn't matter anymore. It really didn't. Because it, it was, I don't want to say even bugging me, because that sounds like horrible, but it was like, I couldn't figure it out. Couldn't wrap my mind around why you would collect a bunch of gay guys to breed. And only gay guys. Because I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it'd be one thing if there's a bunch of gay guys and then a bunch of, like, fertile women. A bunch of fertile women. Because I'd be like, okay, well, they can still, just for procreation's sake, just, you know, pump up full of babies. Who cares? But no, there weren't even women. So, uh, I finally got my answer. That sounded like a horrible anti-gay rant, which it wasn't meant to be at all. It just doesn't make any sense in the world. Anyway, moving on. You know what I meant. They, they still a stupid fucking backstory with Evan Peters where he walks in. His mom... There's grandma who is um, uh, Joan Collins, which I don't know what the fuck she's in this show. She, uh, she's having a dinner with like three to four gay guys, and I don't know why, and it doesn't matter. She's an actress. Apparently, I find out later. Maybe she knows them, but I, I f- they're like really young. They're like in their 20s, and she's 80, and I'm like, why? Why is she hanging? Again, it's just a bunch of like, why are they in this scene? I don't understand why would the scene have been any different or made any less sense or more sense if she was sitting there with a bunch like her bridge group and her jackass grandson walks into the room and is like, I fucking love soup. And he puts on a, a stupid fucking gas mask and he drinks the soup through it and he throws a goddamn fit. And he's like, after that, she never fucked with me again. I was like, this is it's just a stupid fucking scene. I hated this scene. It didn't make any sense for any reason. Didn't add anything. At this point, the uh, girl, the Mocha girl, who Emily, I'm going to call her that, instead of by slightly by her race, to, her race. Emily tells Timothy that she wants to flee. She's like, we grab a bunch of the supplies and run out of here. And I'm like, bitch, the fucking apocalypse happened. It's nuclear fallout. What the fuck are you going to go? Where the fuck are you going to go, you stupid asshole? God, she's stupid. She's so stupid. <laughs> Why would she do that? Oh, and Then it becomes a weird episode because Evan Peters is approached by the rubber man and then they proceed to have hardcore gay sex, which is cool, which I'm fine with. I mean, you know, really, I, I don't care. Um, no, but it, it was weird because Joan Collins walks in and she like, she's going to end her career. This might be the last thing she ever does. And it's watching Evan Peters gets, get fucking plowed from behind by a guy in a rubber suit. And she's sitting there like, ah, ah, And I'm like, this could be the last thing she does. And I fucking love that. <laughs> it's just like, just like, if she were to look back, like look forward in her career, be like, where do you think my career is going to end? Oh yeah, definitely watching a rubber guy in a rubber suit plow another guy. Yep, that's probably gonna be it. That's gonna be the last thing I'm ever gonna be in. That'll that'll kill my career nicely. Uh, I just love it. It's it's so weird seeing such a distinguished actress actress in a scene with such like <laughs> something that's supposed to be like super shocking, and you're like, it's he's like fucking going at it. Like he's he's up in his fucking ribs. Like he's going for it. He's up in Evan Peters. He is so in deep inside that kid. <laughs> but The uh, couple, our douchebag couple, who wants to get out of there, they find a laptop and then just immediately get on there. And there's like, they find out that the uh, Viviana Vitamins uh, rules about forbidding sex are just created by her. And then we have this weird shot where we're, we're seeing, let's take a two shot of the two characters and the camera pans up and they're kind of in the bottom of the frame at that point. But we see like a rubber man Spider Man. He's like up on the ceiling, like, Back against the ceiling. He's <laughs> like staying there. I'm like, the fuck? Is he Spider Man? Really? He's got his, he's got his rubby, rubby, splints, rubby senses going off. <laughs> it's like someone's on my laptop. <laughs> Whose laptop? Is it Vampire Stat? I would have to assume so. Uh, speaking of who, he starts to help Viviera Vitamin with her fucked up back, because um, she has a fucked up back apparently. That's why she has the cane. She reminds me of uh, uh, Sam Jackson in Unbreakable. And to a lesser extent, Sam Jackson and Glass, which was a fucking bummer of a movie. I didn't really care for it. It wasn't terrible. I just didn't care for it. I didn't need it. I didn't. I wanted it to be so much more. And it was okay. In the end, it was okay. Anyway, that's not. we're not reviewing Glass. What are we doing? They torture Evan Peters, who seems to be really fucking into it. And then, uh, yeah, it's just a bunch of bullshit from here. I don't like the scenes when they're in the, trapped in this fucking thing. It gets a lot in, more interesting after, see, after episode, like, three, four, something like that. Once they get out of this goddamn bunker, it gets really good. So hang in there. It, I, just, I have zero enthusiasm for, in the meantime. But they have a scene at the uh, dinner table again, goddamn dinner table again. So many goddamn dinner table conversations that I don't care about. So Leslie Grossman is talking about... She's talking, she, I, she, They're basically doing this Defy where they're all having, like, fucking tech talk. And then, oh, I'm gonna get out of here. I, can't, I miss my Twitter and all this sort of shit. They have—I don't know if this in this this scene particularly they have this conversation, but they do throughout. So I'm just gonna summarize it and combine it here. I'm gonna do my version of it. But Leslie Grossman starts to talk about like you old people don't remember what it's like to be. You guys aren't bored because you're only used to like three things ever. She's basically talking about like how TV they had like one channel, and her generation has her generation being part of the being part of the youth. And I'm like, is, is Leslie Grossman a young person? She doesn't seem that young. She really doesn't. It, maybe those kids that we were having sex and looking at laptops with man, watched them over him with, like Spider-Man. Maybe they could talk about that. But Leslie Grossman looks like she's my age. I don't consider myself part of the youth. I'm sorry. This, this is not true. When when young people are speaking, I, I do not know what they refer, are referring to most of the time, and I'm fine with that. I don't care. doesn't bother me one way or the other. I kind of like it that way because why would I want to relate to a bunch of fucking 19-year-olds? Why would I want to to be like, yes, they're right. Because then I'm like a fucking mental midget and I'm stuck as being a 19-year-old. Fuck that. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. That sounds terrible. It's like a miserable life. So what the fuck is she talking about being part of the youth? How old is she? I have to look it up right now. It drove me nuts. Because they're playing her like, oh, she's so young. She is, oh my dear God, she is born in 1971. She is, that makes her 48 years old this year. So she was 47 years old last year she is well older older than me she is over a decade older she's 13 years older than me so what the fuck is she talking about being part of the youth what the fuck are you talking about being part of the youth the woman's almost 50 and i don't blame her nothing against her she's great i like her i really do she does seem like a sweet person she plays a great bitch and that's a good sign um but why did they write her that way? Why did they give her that dialogue? It doesn't make any goddamn sense why they would give her that dialogue about being part of the youth when she was she's born 1971. Fucking that's insane. That's insanity. She's a Vietnam baby. That's fucked up. Don't she's not the youth. Those kids that you have you have like teenagers on your show and you give this bitch the dialogue and this bitch I mean the character Leslie not against you. So why, why, why give it to her? Anyway, I need to move on. Uh, speak and speaking of that couple, that young couple, they are in like an entirely different show. They're on like a the weird conspiracy theory show and they're trying to get out of there. And then everyone else is is like in this weird Gothic vampire, like uh dark, what's that fucking old drama in that Johnny Depp made? dark. Oh God, it's terrible. Dark. Uh, Dark. Dark. Why do I keep saying dark? I can't think of the name of it and I don't care. I don't want to look it up. Dark Shadows. It's terrible. It's not a good show. It is a god awful soap opera. Gothic soap opera is what I call it. I'm pretty sure I'm not the first to call it that, obviously, but that's a good title, a good description for it. But everyone else is in a show like that. And then these two kids are like in a Hunger Game. They are in like a Hunger Game scenario or like an even better comparison would be like a uh, Maze Runner. Because it doesn't feel as dark as Hunger Games. But it feels like there's a conspiracy going on and they're stuck in this world. Maybe like a, there's like so many of those little teen drama things. Uh, teen futuristic... Oh God, what the hell's the other one called? Insurgent or something like that? Uh, there's like a five of them and they're all named something slightly stupid. But anyway, so they feel like they're in one of those shows. And it doesn't match. And they don't ever feel like it comes together. And turns out it doesn't fucking matter because uh eventually they start to bang, uh they start to fuck, and then the rubber man is just sitting there watching, and I'm like, w- I'm trying to figure out why the fuck the rubber man is in this i I really don't understand uh because Evan Peters thinks the rubber man is Lestat because of the flirting from earlier and and then while he's stabbing the Rubber Man, Evan Peters stabs the Rubber Man to death, and he's like, "Ah, ah, ah!" because he thinks it's Lestat. After the way he scorned him earlier during their interview, like, "I don't like you. I want to fuck you for the last man alive." Says that during the torture scene, he looks up and he sees uh vampire Lestat watching him, and he looks down. And he he really stabbed uh, Joan Collins to death, his grandma, grandmama, and he's like, "Oh, what?" Huh? And I'm like, "Who the fuck's the Rubber Man then?" I don't. F- it doesn't matter if you don't describe. Tell me who the Rubber Man is. He's a figment of the imagination? If so, why is there why a figment of someone else's imagination? Watch a couple being on a laptop. Why the fuck does that make sense? And if so, is there someone else in the goddamn room? I don't understand. We don't see another person. I don't. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't, and we never get a goddamn answer. Good luck with that. Holy holy fuck! If you want an answer, good luck. You're you're fucked. They they find the fuck the couple fucking. Kathy Bates is about to kill them in the same place that they killed the one guy. Yeah. I've, I'm never gonna get in the character names because of shit. This last episode is done, and then uh, the 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 boy pulls a gun, shoots one of the guards, shoots Kathy Bates, and then Kathy Bates flees out of the room, and then the big tall lumberjack girl knocks him out. And I don't think we really see what happens with them. And but then Kathy Bates runs out, and we see that Kathy Bates is a rubit. She's a rubit. And Mike, what? Why is Kathy Bates a rubit? What are we doing here? And I don't. I don't understand. Again, I thought it was Boo from Is <laughs> the New Black when I first saw her. <laughs> I love Kathy Bates so goddamn much. Legitimately my favorite actress. Ever. She, she's great. She can do everything. But she's a robot. She's a robot now. Okay. So we're seeing <laughs> robot Kathy Bates. And I have a note later on that we will get into that blew my fucking mind. And I can't wait to get to it. It's not for a couple more episodes, but I don't want to spoil it because it is something. It is something. But yeah, that's the end of the episode. So we're done with that shit. Um, yeah, let's get out of here. Um, I will just say, uh, go to liwstudios.com. Check out the shows. Check out the videos. YouTube.com slash Patreon.com slash Studios. Donate a couple, couple bucks, a couple shekels, couple couple... Uh, donate some snakes. I need some snakes for my snake stew. And well, donate money and I'll buy snakes. How about that? I promise I'll buy you some. I'll buy myself some snakes and make some snakes stew and send some pictures. I, I totally won't Photoshop it and then steal the money for drugs. I totally won't do that. But yeah, the uh, uh, other thing I want to mention is loiteringwonderland at gmail.com. Billy Lord, loiteringwonderland at gmail.com. <clears throat> yes, so until next time, and in the meantime, oh, thank you to the Indie Sports Car Podcast. I knew I'd forget something. Until next time, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. Has to be a morning after where Billy Lord calls me yes.